there's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on v Welcome in. It is Follow the Money here on v the sports betting network. In this hour, we'll get to uh, today's Major League Baseball card. Uh, I would say don't look now, but an emerging team is now in the top five in a very telling category. I'll tell you who that is. Howard Eskin, bottom of the hour, previewing the Philadelphia Eagles at the Women's World Cup live action right now. Australia just scored another goal in the uh, 71st minute. They lead Denmark 2-0. I'm, su- I'm on the under 2.5 here yeah, in this game. Yeah, me too. Are you yeah. surprised uh, they were only $1.15, $1.20? Yeah, yeah, well, not surprised enough to bet that rather wow. than the under. but That's Nigel's pick. Yep. They'd be on to the quarterfinals here. They hang on. Okay, I thought you presented a good question over the weekend, Paulie, and that is can more teams win the Super Bowl or the World Series. I don't know what your count is, but uh, I'll tell you. And you can you can laugh at me or tell me I need to add a couple of teams here. Here are my teams that I have that can win the World Series this year. Baltimore, Toronto. I have no Rays, no, no Yankees, Rays. no Red Sox. No, no right? You really? No, I don't think they can. Okay. So All right. I have nobody from the American League Central. Right. I have Texas. I have Houston. That's right. I have Seattle. You have Seattle, but not the Rays? Is that weird? Wow. Yeah, that's weird. I would be more scared of the Seattle Mariners in the playoffs than I would be of the Tampa Bay Rays. Maybe that's uh, completely unfair. Yeah. Um, in the Nash- I, I had, yeah, okay. okay. I, had, I had Rays, no Seattle. You had Rays, no Seattle. Okay. Um, in the National League, I have Braves, Phillies. Yep. Okay. I have nobody from the National League Central. Do you? No, no way. Okay. No. I have the Dodgers. Right. Put the Padres on the list. Oh, boy. So I have nine. How many do you have? Eight. So you have no Padres? Nope. I think it's more likely the Padres missed the playoffs, obviously, than even anything else happening for this team to win one series in the playoffs, obviously. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But if they get in, Musgrove be back, they're good. They have a ton of talent. I thought that was a pretty good question, not just because I came up with it. But when I crunched the numbers, I had eight and eight. 
Oh, you did? Yes. And we also, I asked, because, because this week is the, also it's the draft where they're doing another blackjack tournament for their big players here. And based on where you finish chip count after four rounds, you draft the team in the NFL, just like we did in December. But now we're doing where it's 32 people <laughs> and every team will get picked. So how many teams can win the Super Bowl? Just like we talked about in December, I think we said five, right? You don't want the six pick. Okay. It was only five. So I, I have I narrowed it down to eight. Give me your eight. Philly, San Francisco, Dallas, Buffalo, Miami, Kansas City. Did I have Miami? Yeah, Baltimore, Cincinnati, and Jacksonville. That's more than eight. Is that nine? Then take that's, then take that's out like ten or no, then take out Miami. One. Hold on, I count wrong? That's nine. Yeah, okay. Take out Miami. Then. Okay, I have Miami too. So I have uh every team that you just mentioned. You don't have the Jets? Oh, God. That's... I mean, they haven't made the playoffs in 12 years. They haven't won a Super Bowl since, what the heck? When was the last time they had a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers? Well, yeah. I just, I'm worried about the offensive line. And plus the hype train. Oh, yeah, you have to be. Plus the hype train, everything. Hard knocks, hype oh. train, watch out, Jets, Jets, stuffing it down our throats. I mean... You, if you think the hype is bad now, wait until hard knocks starts. Yeah. And then it's going to be, you know, I heard. Uh, I mean, look at them. Look at Mitch. They're only like a dollar forty to make the playoffs. And I know. The win totals nine and a half. So it's not. I mean, they have a brutal schedule. So I heard Peter Schrager on an interview last week. He's on Good Morning Football. I never watch the show. It's on the same exact time as we are. But I heard him on an interview, and uh, he said, "Are you ready for this?" He said that every single day in what is known as the A block, so the first segment of their show, every single day, they have to talk Jets. Who said, why? Who says? Those in charge, producers, he said that live in an interview. It doesn't matter what we do, we have to start every single show by talking Jets. I remember, this is... um, This is quick, 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 quick. This is like ESPN, where it's like anything, when it's basketball season, they have to talk Lakers. And then the people push back the talent and the guys who cover the league and say, well, well go before last year, though, they stunk. Why are we talking about a team that's not even going to make the playoffs? They're like, well, you got to talk Lakers. Yeah. What did the you, hell did, is going on? Did you hear um, Amin, by the way, who's on uh, Habistro's podcast and part of Levitard, Metalark Media? Um, he said last week that he hates NBA media. And I was like, thank God finally somebody said it. He goes, the narrative that NBA media takes every single year is terrible. He goes... LeBron doesn't play Steph Curry. He plays Michael Jordan. Thank you for saying that. That's exactly right. I think NBA media is the worst in the country. Mm-hmm. It's awful. Yeah. Like this, the crap they talk about every single year is so bad to me. But uh, in the NFL, it's like Jets, Cowboys, and that's it. That's right. I remember um, the Cowboys in there too. Same thing. This is uh, I was living in the Bay Area at the time and working mornings on the radio station I was at. And I would drive in. And at this point, the only, like, I was listening to the ESPN radio. And Mike Greenberg is a big Jets fan, obviously. Every single day, two, I can't make this up. They were not a good football team. Two to, doesn't matter what time I tuned in. Every single drive in that morning, for two weeks in a row, they were talking Jets. I'm just like, what is happening? Why? Why are you stuffing this down our throats? Come up with something else. To, it's the NFL. A team would work at Anchorage. <laughs> You don't have to talk about the Jets every single day. <laughs> it's sick. Yeah. You know? I don't get it. Oh, I understand how everyone feels now because it's been this way for 20 years about the Cowboys. Right. Who have done nothing. 
Yeah. Since, That's exactly since Jimmy spot on. Well, one year with Switzer, but since, uh, you know, Jerry got rid of Jimmy and they, the one, they got close with Barry. Uh, well, they won with Barry. He did get win. One with Switzer. Um, but, yeah, I, 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 yeah, that's eight. My so you have eight each. Okay. Eight, eight and eight. It's eight and eight. eight I, have more eight. Te- I have more teams that can win the Super Bowl. Okay, go ahead. Because I have the Jets on my list. Now, am I reaching here for a couple of these teams? Yes. I have the Chargers on the list. It's I, because with, Herbert's with, so damn good. I, with, with, I can't do it with Staley. Yeah. I, and plus their, their history and just blowing games. <laughs> just like the playoffs last year. 27 nothing. you spit it up. I don't believe can't you. do it after after doing it over the weekend. I had to take them off. Okay, I also have the Seattle Seahawks. You do, yeah. Wow. And the reason why is because uh, it's just the NFC. Again, the NFC is not deep. It's not very good near the top. Are they the best team? No. But what if other teams are banged up? And you know, I don't expect Geno Smith to have that type of year again this season. But well, overall, I think weapons, yeah, yeah, I think they're a really good team overall from running top backs, to bottom. Running backs banged up though. A couple running backs. Yeah. But, okay. That is true. So that's my list. That's the 12 that I have on the list. Again, did I reach for some of them? Sure. Uh, and by the way, the closer we get to the season, the more we talk about this stuff, as I thought about it over the weekend, you're going to have some serious plus prices probably cashing in the AFC to miss the playoffs. Yep. Again, not everybody can be good. Not everybody's going to win 10 games and get in. Like this, It can't happen. There are seven spots. And another uh, team, too, in the NFC, I don't have them on my list, but the more I think about it, you, you asked about Bryce Young earlier. The Saints' schedule is so manageable that just be, that they could almost be the Eagles from last year, and I'm not maybe not that good overall on paper, where they would you know have the best record of the NFC and have home field, but where they win a ton of those games and they happen, you look up and all of a sudden look at this team, they're 12 and three with two weeks to go, or 11 and four or something like that, just because the schedule is so soft. That's the team that catches the breaks this year. And oh, by the way, they play in that division, mm-hmm. which is maybe the weakest in the entire sport. And look at who they get with the cross games, the cross division games. It's the AFC South. So they start tight. Camara is suspended now. Yeah, he's got three he's games. A, all right, okay. Only three um, games. All right. You know, the Texans on the list, Jags are on Thursday night football, and they play at the Colts. By the way, all four of those games are in the first eight weeks. And a lot of those games that they're going to be playing, either rookie head coaches, rookie quarterbacks, or both. I'm, I think the NFC South is fascinating. Because still, I'm not a car guy. But then again, they've been winning games with you know all these different Winston, Dalton, Taysom Hill. Hmm? They want a game with Simeon. I mean, they're finding ways to do it no matter who's playing quarterback. And then, you know, you still you get a healthy – why am I blanking on the wide receivers? Tom, you get a healthy Thomas. And I, that, Thomas that's – as our buddy Dettelier told us, that's going to be enormous, no doubt about it. But certainly the, the, the question I just posed to you, what if Bryce Young comes out right away and is lighting it up and they have the, you know, the weapons and who, who they have, who he has throwing to, and then the rushing game. And then Atlanta has weapons as well. What if Ritter figures it out and you can't stop this running attack and Robinson's a beast? Could be right there. That's great. Yeah, on the Panthers, I mean, that is absolutely something to monitor for sure, right? Number one overall pick. They moved up from nine to one to get him. They kept it quiet, but evidently they loved him for a long time. And if that guy does pop and the size thing doesn't really matter, and uh, he's going out there and he's making awesome throws and maybe not getting deflected at the line as much as like a guy like Baker Mayfield is also kind of short. Still happening throughout camp and practices. Yeah. Yeah. Evidently not looking very good. And plenty of interceptions with Baker. So that's, I mean, the more you think about how can Tampa win seven games and go over? How? 
I don't see it with Tampa. I don't see it no. with the other Rams. I just, I yeah. don't, yeah. No, you're right. That is, it's on paper again, though. I'd say probably the second weakest division in football. And they play the easiest mm-hmm. division in mm-hmm. football. Mm-hmm. Again. No, there could be a surprise right there. Yeah. Yeah, there is. I mean, if, if someone, if one of those teams, just for the Saints, if they put it all together and things go their way and Atlanta's down and Young can't figure it out, that could be an 11 win team. You never know. Maybe yeah, more based on the schedule and just dominating the division. Even the backstretch, right? How they close the last six games. Well, three in a row at home against the Lions, the Panthers, and the Giants, all winnable. Uh, look at who they get on the road then. Two consecutive games right at the end of the season at the Rams, at the Buccaneers, and then back home at the Falcons. Like they could, that's like potentially six wins right there. And that's when they could already have a good record based on who they uh, play before then. Dennis Allen, though. Uh, yeah, that's, that's a big negative to me. Yeah, has to be. Follow the money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. We'll hit today's Major League Baseball card coming up next again. You won't believe it. This team is now top five in an important category. I'll tell you who that is coming up on Follow the Money. It's Visa, the Sports Betting Network. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating? Or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money. Spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. Become a VSEN Pro subscriber today. Get a daily email recapping all the best bets from every host and guest. Unlimited access to the VSEN.com slash picks page. Sort by sport, matchup, date, and more. Check the leaderboard to view betting records, ROI, and which expert has the hot hand. Bill 80 up early already, sending out the daily email with the tips to bet on the preseason. Pro picks, betting splits, power ratings, 
dog videos, become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today. The final weekend to sign up at our lowest price of the summer, $19 for your first month. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. So here is the stat I was talking about before the break. Run differential in Major League Baseball. Uh, your current leaders here. Rangers plus 170. Braves plus 163. Rays 147. Dodgers now, I think it's 113 after last night. But tied for fifth, you have the Orioles. The Padres are on the list. Oh, my God. And the Chicago Cubs at plus 75. <laughs> The last two teams, specifically the Cubs, I mean, look at that. But they were, you know, mauling teams since the break, and they have, you know, they're tied with Baltimore for the best record since the All-Star break. Plus 75 now, they're top five. Everybody else in the uh, National League Central is negative. The the Brewers have a negative run differential. Yeah. I mean, to think where this offense came from uh, since the break, and then that they were just going to blow it up and just say punt on the season. And now they're going to a good chance to make the playoffs. <laughs> How low that is now when you look at the price. Yep. It's nuts. I mean, it's right now. Right now you say, absolutely, I'd rather have the Cubs than the Reds with a future ticket or, or a ticket to, uh, to, go, to the, go to the playoffs. I don't disagree. Yeah. Uh, we get the Yankees and the White Sox today. This is Cole versus uh, Cease. Cole has made 11 starts since June 3rd. That's nearly 70 innings pitched. His ERA is 2.33 in that time with 10 Ks per nine. Cease has made six starts since July 1st. 29.2 innings pitched, an ERA of 6.37. Now, it's been a little unlucky for him. He's not allowing a lot of home runs. The FIP is only 3.37, much truer number than ERA. 10-plus Ks per nine. The batting average of balls in play is 416. That's where he's a little unlucky, but he's also walking batters at a clip of uh, four per nine. There is this from our buddy uh, Kevin Rogers. How about this, Paul? The White Sox, in their last 21 series openers, in the first five, are 116-4. and four. I had this game circled on the calendar, and I have bet Garrett Cole in the first five, minus a half run at minus 110. Today. There you go. The guy's been great, as you mentioned, and uh, Cease, tough go of it. And, uh, now, first things first, I've, I've never seen a guy get, get hit, knocked out like that in a baseball game. When do you see two guys square off? And then Ramirez with the shot to the jaw, and Anderson was still woozy afterwards. I mean, he still couldn't. They, he needed to help carry it off the field. So what happens? How many times did you watch that replay? Huh. Over and over again, because then I wasn't aware of the call. What's our guy's name? And cool, great job, the guy in Cleveland with the awesome. Down goes Anderson. Oh, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he's been there for a long time. He's very good. But once that came out too, I must have watched it fifty times. Oh, I, I saw it. And I saw the one angle over and over and over again. Where he ca- yeah, catches. I couldn't, I couldn't tell where he got him. I'm right on a jaw right that, here. Yeah. I kept looking right there. I'm like, he must have. He's out. Was, oh, I know. He just, he's. Uh, yep. <clears throat> Wakes up. Doesn't know. Yep. Out. Woozy. And then had to be helped carried off the field. Looked like Anderson was going to get the best of him right sure. away. Right. So I, now, having said all that, I give him credit for how bad they were playing. And they bounced back and, and, uh, and won the series against Cleveland. So great job by the White Sox yep. here. But. Uh, it's just, you know, you know you're not going to get much. You shouldn't get much offensively out of the Yankees, but Cole's just been locked in here since late May with the last time he had a bad start. Yeah, I trust him mm-hmm. clearly more than I trust uh, Dylan Cease at this point, so that's why I'm attacking the first five here with Cole, laying a half a run again. The Dodgers are in San Diego for the rubber match here, a four-game series. Dodgers have taken two out of the first three wild back-and-forth series. 
but they clubbed Rich Hill yesterday. I will say this about uh, Tony Gonsolin, today's probable starter for the Dodgers. His ERA at home is 4.59 through nine starts on the road, which is where he's at today, is a 3.49 ERA during the night Tony Gonsolin in 12 starts is 5-1 of the 2.84 ERA. It's a day game today, Paulie. In five starts, he has a 7.40 ERA. Wrong team favored? Uh, Lugo's been pretty decent. Wow, they're se- Dodgers 7-2 and two against them again. I Here know. we go. Dodgers have had their number. And now, you know, shop around. I've seen the Dodgers as low as $6 to win the division and as high as 1100 So now up five in the loss column over the Giants. Uh... And that they just, but this, you know, the Dodgers, what, 18th in ERA, but the top three in, in offense, how good they are offensively in so many tough outs as well. I'm, I'm but, not going to, uh, I, I want to be clear about this. I'm not going to bet Freddie Freeman to win the National League MVP, but there's a lot of baseball left. And if something were to happen to Ronald Acuna, that guy could steal the award. He is absolutely blistering hot. I watched that. Better numbers than bets? Yeah. Okay. Padres as low as plus 150 to make the playoffs. My God. As we talked about earlier, that great prop at William Hill, they are 6-1 to one to get the final wild card. Right. Do you think they get in? Yeah, they're only, only a couple. But schedule's tough, but only a couple uh, back. I mean, no one wants, no one else is going to take nope, it. Nobody's stealing this. No. Nope. Uh, Strider goes today for the Braves. They're in Pittsburgh against the Pirates. He's obviously a monster favorite. Here's the good news. For Spencer Strider, as good as he's been on the season, he's actually much better on the road, which is where he is at today. In 10 road starts, his ERA is 2.93. The whip is 1.1. Strikeouts per nine, 13.5. In 12 starts at home, his ERA is up. Not quite a run and a half, but close to that. It's 4.16 at home compared to the numbers, the sub-3 ERA on the road. And they're getting uh, Osvaldo Beto today. He's got a 5.180 ERA, right. and the whip is 1.52. But they lost two out of three to the Cubs. Yep. Strider to get a win. Don't want to lay the 280, so bet Strider to get the win. And uh, I would say Braves team total should be a safe bet, too. <laughs> this is, yeah. that, could be, that could be another one. Sure. Uh, what they're going to do and how, how insane this offense is. Uh-huh. But there's so many streaks going on here. You know, and the other thing is that that prop – that Circa has every month. Who's going to have the most wins in August? Well, what a start. Several teams are either 6-0 and or 5-1 and in the month. And then you have uh, the Mets, the Reds, the Angels, all on six-game losing streaks. The Cubs are on fire, yet the Mets are favored as bad as they're playing. And how bad is it for the Reds? The Marlins have lost 13 of their last 14 road games, and they're favored. In Cincinnati. And they have they are five and sixteen since the break. And Perez is a dollar twenty-five against Williamson. So fantastic card. And the wild season continues in Major League Baseball here with uh with what's going on with this card. Well, I guess if there's well, a team that's in worse form than uh, the Reds, it might be the Marlins, huh? Yeah. Overall. Yeah. I mean, just you, you know get up to a big lead against Texas, doesn't matter. Great start by Sandy sometimes. Bullpen blows it. I mean, it just one in 13. Here's, last 14 on the road. Yep. And favorite. Here's what bothers me so much about the Reds. If they just attempted to do something at the deadline. No, I'm with you. Yep. If, yep. if they made one move, and mm-hmm. even if that move had no impact, 
on the wins and losses since the deadline, and they were still on this long losing streak, I'd be okay with it. At least they tried. But to go out and do nothing, and then to fall on their faces ever since, God, is it maddening. Yep. Uh, I can't get over that. The uh, yep. Yeah, you mentioned, but Senga, by the way, his home numbers wow. are awesome. 2.4 ERA, 11-plus uh, Ks per nine at home. Very good when he pitches here. So I, I, uh, a hardcore Met fan reached out to me, and he told me twice. And I didn't act, and I waited, and I paid the price. William Hill and other books have adjusted wins, updated win totals. I mean, the Mets were 74.5, now it's 71.5. You mean to tell me they're going to go like, at the time it would have been 25 and 27. Yeah. But as bad as they're and apparently it's, uh, they're like they're pulling guys midway through games. The offense can't hit. Just got swept again, lost six in a row. That's a final. We got the under. All right, All right bam, came in. Go. All right. 2-0 Australia. I'll so they move it. on to the quarters. Um, but nice get to get that under, too. So are they really going to go like 21 and 20? Do the math here. They're 50 and 61. And now the adjusted win total is 71 and a half. Yeah. I mean, they're awful. Well, okay, so a week ago today, we talked about the, because it was right before the deadline. And so we had the adjusted win totals. They were that high. Mm-hmm. The White Sox were 68 and a half, I believe. That was another They one. had to close with like 26 wins. I know. And that was before they sold everybody. Both, but right. Both both Chicago and the Mets had to be either at 500 or right around 500. Pretty much, yeah. With the, and right now it's like, I mean, the Mets lose six in a row then. Uh-huh. But still 71 and a half. I still like it. I mean, you still got to go under 71 and a half with the Mets. With the, you know, who's, this, who's still left and they... It's a minor league outfit right I love now. the way they keep the totals up almost every single day. Yeah. Uh, all right. It's Follow the Money here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Do you have a best bet in baseball or not yet? Mine's cold no, first five. Is it? No, okay. That's fine. No, right. I don't have one yet. Up next, we're going to preview the Philadelphia Eagles with Philly legend Howard Eskin. They are loaded almost everywhere. So what is their floor? We'll ask them coming up next here on Follow the Money. It's VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. This is Follow the Money on v Welcome in. It is Follow the Money here on v the Sports Betting Network. Uh, we are previewing the Philadelphia Eagles today. We did an hour ago. We'll do it again here with Howard Eskin, Philadelphia legend, the sidelines for the Eagles on Sports Radio WIP in that city, among uh, many other things as well. Good morning, sir. It's been a while. How are you? I've never had a bad day in my life, but as you know, in this town, I can be tested a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> great answer. Yeah, so I'm great. Yeah. I'm great. Great talking to you again. Hope you're having a great summer. Um, let's start with yeah. this. Uh, clearly, this team is on paper. They are loaded again this year. I mean, when you look at like the metrics and all the rankings, I mean, they might have like one small weakness. Could be a linebacker, I guess, and they tried to address that by bringing in a couple of guys yesterday, including Miles Jack. If they stay healthy, like what, what is the floor for the team this year, Howard? Well, stay healthy. That is a key, key phrase. They are the best team in the NFC. They, I believe in the NFC, they have the best quarterback. And I'm not, I'm not overstating that. I mean, what other quarterbacks do you have now that Aaron Rodgers is gone? What other quarterbacks do you have in the NFC? You know, that guy in Dallas, the, the turnover machine. He can't even read coverage in in uh, scrimmages, in workouts, mm-hmm. and he throws interceptions. So, uh, meaning Dak Prescott, obviously, mm-hmm. anybody would know who I'm talking about. But the Eagles are really good. 
Uh, yeah, linebacker, you know, and they're kind of looking for maybe that third linebacker. Uh, knew it's safety, but they got some good young people, some from last year. Um, Sidney Brown is a player they drafted again. He's a rookie. But defensively, they could do some different things with a new defensive coordinator, which kind of, well, maybe the, the safety isn't important because they'll play more nickel, and maybe they'll play more 3-4. <laughs> Whatever the case, they are the best team, but here is um, the thing that would concern me. Why has only one team that has lost the Super Bowl in the last 28 years gone back the next year? Think about that. Mm-hmm. Only one team has gone back after they lost in the following year after they lost the Super Bowl. Injuries could be part of it. Overconfidence could be a part of it. Uh Whatever it is, you lose players, but teams that win Super Bowl lose players too. Everybody loses players because that's just that's just the way it is. When players play well, they get more money somewhere else. Wow. So I don't know what it is, but injuries may be the most important thing. And the Eagles were healthy. Everybody was healthy. Lane Johnson wasn't, but that guy's like unbelievable. He had not one groin tear, two groin tears. And he played in the Super Bowl, and nobody got by him. Nobody got to the quarterback from his side at right tackle. So, I if that's the thing that kind of concerns me. Are they the best team? Yeah. yeah. Um, will they get back to the Super Bowl? I don't think Kansas City's going back to the Super Bowl. It's just it's it's too many years. It's it's really it's hard anyway. Mm-hmm. But to repeat is really hard. Well, so, right. Um, they're good. They're good. That's no, no. They're, they're really good. What's your level of concern with two new coordinators? You know, I, I think, no, I, I'm not concerned. I mean, I know that the coordinators last year were good, but they all talk, they all understand, and listening to both these guys, for instance, the offense coordinator, Brian Johnson, has actually known Jalen Hurts since, um, I think, before high school. I think before high school, he got to know him. So uh, he was with him, not that got to know him, he was with him, he knew his dad. So Jalen Hurts is comfortable with Brian Johnson. Calling plays. You know, they talk about situations, obviously, before the game. Uh, if, if Nick Sirianni doesn't like to play, he's on that head, on those headphones, and he will address it. Now, I, uh, I'm not worried about the offensive coordinator. Uh, uh, Shane Steichen was really good. Uh, the defensive coordinator, as much as the people in Philadelphia buried Jonathan Gannon, I thought he was really good. Mm-hmm. But listening uh, to Sean Desai and then watching him, very connected already, it seems. And again, I'm looking, I'm not in the meetings. I, I watch practices every day at practice, but I'm not there, but it looks like he's really connected. Is there concern? Yes, but every team that's good loses a coaches. Every team. And uh, it, 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 there's nothing you can do about it. It's a way of the world. If you're good, you're going to move on and get a better job or a head coaching job somewhere else. So, uh, in reality, uh, and both the coordinators that the Eagles had both got head coaching jobs. In reality, it happens. It happens to everybody. It happens to everybody, and uh, you got to just make sure that you hire the right coaches and you have the right assistant coaches underneath those guys. So, I'm not sure yet. I think it's going to be okay, uh, but uh, because these guys look pretty sharp. It was a very good division last year. Three teams made the playoffs. Uh, and you're not high on Dak Prescott, obviously, but what do you think of, of Dallas, who won 12 games 
and also if the Giants can get back to the playoffs. You know what? I think Daniel Jones is a stiff, uh, their quarterback. But however, however, their offensive coordinator, who I know and worked with Patrick Mahomes a lot when he was with Kansas City, that's Mike Kafka, mm-hmm. could make him a little bit better. You know, I, I, I don't think the Giants are good enough, uh, but their head coach is better than what they've had. So, yeah, do I worry about him? You know, and here's another uh, interesting uh, fact. Uh, In the last 20 years, the same team has not repeated as NFC East uh, division champions. Mm -hmm. I don't know why that's the case. Uh, It is. The Dallas Cowboys, they never worry about because the head coach is a dope. And luckily, Jerry Jones, for the people in Philadelphia and everywhere in the NFC, uh, kept Jerry Jones, kept uh, Mike McCarthy. And the quarterback's a turnover machine. They always find a way to lose. Uh, it, it never fails. And I love these Cowboys, these losers, uh, these Cowboy fans that are losers. Uh, they say, well, they have five Super Bowls. Yeah, the ring looks like you got it out of a Cracker Jack box. It was so long ago. It's so small. And the trophies you have to dust off because they're so old. I mean, come on, please. Yeah. Uh, I, don't worry. I, don't, I don't worry about the Cowboys. The Cowboys, they always find a way to lose. And Dak Prescott and Mike McCarthy said he's going to run the ball more. Well, knock yourself out because that's not going to win. You got to pass the score points, mm-hmm. run to hold the leads. And he's just trying to cover up, obviously, for Dak Prescott because he knows it's what you have. You got to live with it. And if he throws less, he'll throw less interceptions. However, uh, I uh, and the Cowboys could be good, but I just don't think they're good enough because uh, that's always the case. They're um, just Never good enough. Uh, how much talk there is about this this daunting schedule that they have? And starting after the bye week, into the bye week you play Dallas, but coming out of the bye, then it's Kansas City, San Francisco, Buffalo, Dallas again at Seattle. My God. Well, I'll tell you, that is brutal. It, it, when And this is why it's tough. One of the reasons I think it's tough for teams to get back to the Super Bowl. When you're that good, you get a first-place schedule. And that's one thing this year by coincidence. And it kind of came together every four years, you play the NFC West. Well, now that travel is increased. They're out in LA this season, out in Seattle. The toughest part of that five game stretch, Dallas on Sunday night, and then see at, at Dallas and then Seattle the next week. Uh, and that is brutal travel, brutal. Uh, I, I, uh, that is a tough part. That's a tough part of what they have this year. That schedule is really tough, and I understand it, and it's going to be tough, but that stretch uh, is really, really difficult. they got to win. They have to win early in the season. But I already told Andy Reid when I saw him at the owners' meetings, I says, by the way, and the schedule wasn't out yet, when you play the Eagles, they're going to win the game. I know Andy, so I can say that too. The Eagles are going to win this time. Not the same because you won the Super Bowl, but the Eagles, I've already zeroed in on that game that the Eagles, and both teams are coming off buys. Okay. So, you know, Andy reached great off a bye, but it's even because the Eagles are coming off a bye too. So I just think the Eagles, that'll be their game uh, that they'll really get ready for. They'll remember they, they would have won the Super Bowl if they didn't make all those mistakes. Right. But, hey, that's part of the game, and they made a lot of mistakes. Right. They scored more points offensively. They gave up less points defensively, uh, but they made too many mistakes. 
and that that obviously that was the problem. So, but it really is a tough game stretch. Really, but a, another key part of the schedule, which I think is a slight benefit to the Eagles, they play San Francisco here in Philadelphia, and by doing that, if there's a tiebreaker with San Francisco, you don't have the split, and you don't have to go through all the, all the other tiebreakers. Yep. If they win it here, and that's the tiebreaker, and I think Purdy. Well, just remember this. Water always seeks its level. I just can't believe that Purdy is going to be the same kind of quarterback he was last year for them that he will be this year. So uh, I, uh, But that's an important yep. game. That's really an important yep. game for you. All fair. Uh, you're the best. We love talking to you. Enjoy the rest of your summer, Howard. Thanks for the time today. All right. Enjoy. If you guys, I think, believe are based in, in Las Vegas, enjoy the heat. Yes, <laughs> we will. We do. Thanks, <laughs> Howard. Be good. Up next, we'll get into uh, college football. We're getting a very common response today, Paulie. I don't think it'll happen, but I think the country would eventually love it. I'll explain coming up here on VSIN. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way. It's getting to to say something to them, hear back from them, know that I'm part of the routine. And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. Preseason underway Thursday, a big schedule Friday. We have football every weekend through February, baby. 
Our college football betting guide came out last week. Best bets from writers, on-air personalities, team previews, every team. And the NFL betting guide, get ready for the season. Advanced stats, proven betting systems, best bets on win totals, futures, and props. Steve Mackinnon's power ratings, teams that will improve and decline. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today for as low as $19. Get our college football and NFL betting guides, VEASAN.com slash subscribe. We started today's show talking college football. We ran down our playoff teams and then got into uh, what happened over the weekend. Uh, For the record, I have Michigan over Georgia in the natty. Paulie has Ohio State over Georgia. And then after the show on Friday, I mean, get done. Oh. Drive home and all—it's total chaos. Which, what, you know, it looked like it was going to be. It looked like they had it. Like it was fine. It looked like it was going to be shelved for the year. Oregon and Washington weren't going to get the invite, and everyone reconsidered the. That's other exactly group. right. And then, so all hell broke loose. And look, I mean, this is a, a tweet that we got from Phil because we were fired up to begin the show today. We love the sport, but they've never been able to get out of their own way. Phil said that he was surprised by the way we cared so much about college football conference realignment. Well, they took a wrecking ball to the sport, Phil. But he said, the one thing that I pointed out was you just have to remove all emotion and just bet on games. And he goes, he feels like that's the way you have to approach it now. So, because you're not going to get these rivalries are bye-bye. You're not going to get the Civil War or the uh, Apple Cup or some of these other games every single year. It's absolutely absurd. It is absolutely ridiculous what, what transpired here. And, and how Fox is running the Big Ten. And how the Big Ten has three networks carry their games and it wasn't enough. Mm-hmm. And I totally agree with Dan Wetzel that the Big Ten should have said, we are good. We're not adding any more else once they grab Nebraska. I mean, when's, how much enough? When are you going to say, you know what, we're good. We have enough money. This is fine. I mean, to, to, get, to go with Oregon, Washington, UCLA, and USC and geography be damned. And you just you feel for the, the student athletes and also the – the kids in other sports, which all the talk about football, 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 and you're going to see it too because they don't care about them. They never thought about this where all these other people are going to complain about mental health and say, wait a second, I'm trying to get an education here, and and Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I'm going from uh, Eugene, Oregon to, uh, you know, uh, Rutgers. Yeah. And then i got to go to Maryland, and I'm coming back. You can't treat this like it's the NFL, and the college football just became the NFL. Even one guy threw it out about the scenario where – there's a path where if you get the ACC leftovers and the Mountain West leftovers with the Pac-12 leftovers, you could have like an NFL-type uh, four-team division. Well, yeah, with a this, bunch of, it's 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 stupid. Right. So again, it's ridiculous. At, at some point, you're going to have to like start kicking the can down this idea, right? And that is, I'll use the Big Ten again. So just looking at teams in the conference from last year, if they can go out and add two more teams like Florida State and Clemson, and maybe on top of that, pick and choose some other really, really good teams like they did with Oregon and Washington, bring them in. What does the Big Ten care about Indiana? No offense. I mean, right. but oh, they, that's right. That should do, be next. You should start kicking people out. Right. Now. Do they do they care about Northwest? Pac-12 right. doesn't care about Stanford. Should the Big Ten care about Northwestern? Why would they care about Rutgers? Why would they care about Purdue? Right? You know, and again, I'm not not to piss off people from those oh, it's just how it is. Well, Iowa State, go down right, the list. Exactly right. All this, these pro some of these programs you could just, with with Florida State and Clemson likely available. If you have to kick people out, why not if it's all about the almighty dollar, why not kick people out? I cannot believe he sent that tweet in. The Pac twelve is done over finished. And if they somehow keep this together, you're just getting these Mountain West teams to put it up, and that can't happen. Because they have to pay a $30 million exit fee. 
uh, right away. So this leads to the other issue. You have the expanded playoff that starts next year. Mm-hmm. You can't have, you can't give the Pac-4 an automatic bid. Well, that, that's not going to happen. Okay, There's so now, no now what are we going to do? Because you were going with six at-large and six uh, conference champions. So now what happens? Oh, they're going to have to tinker in sure you are. A, a, the six automatic now. I mean, forget about it. And That's not happening. And the SEC and Big Ten might look around and say, we run college football. We know it. New, new plan. We want eight of the 12 spots. Right, we want to guarantee that we're going to – so starting next year, again, you are going to get teams with four losses potentially in the playoff. Yeah. Just You're going to have to well, at some point. They're also going to look at it and say, well, wait a second. We already threw you a bone where the highest-ranked group of, group of five team, small conference, gets an automatic bid. And now you, you can't give the pack four an automatic bid. Mm-hmm. So you, that, you can't do that either. So it's like – and then who's to say the SEC and Big Ten won't say, you better give us what we want or we'll just do our own thing. Mm-hmm. And Fox and ESPN will just televise all the games. Sure. That, there's a path for that to happen as well. And that's where we're at. Adam Rittenberg, ESPN, a high-ranking source with the Big 12, said, yeah, Fox is running things now. They're running the conference. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, God. Well, that's the way it feels. So this is a very common response, Paulie, that we're getting today. Email is ftm at vcin.com. Also, uh, we're on X. You can post us there <laughs> at VSIN yeah. Live at Mitch Moss Radio at Paulie Howard. The big, this is from John, the big super conference should have relegation. Bottom four from each conference get regulated, mm-hmm. and the four from the Pac 9 or three secondary conferences, what are they, uh, whatever they even want to call, get called to move them up. Relegation. I, can you imagine the, yeah, the haves if, and the have nots? If this is going to move into relegation, yeah. then I'm somewhat accepting of the idea. Yeah. And then so those teams, for example, that are what again, whatever you want to call the Pac Four or the misfits now of college football, uh, if Cal or Stanford, one of those teams, if they go ten and two and they win that league, they're gonna get called up. Oops, and I just you know, I brought up Rutgers. Rutgers, you're you're two and ten again. Bye. You're gonna get demoted. You're going to get relegated, and uh, we're going to bring one of these other stragglers in and take your place. Nothing's automatic. That's what they should do. That's what they should announce, be a part of this, if they're going to really expand and make it 20 teams across the board. I doubt they will, but again, I've said it a thousand times every time that we get into like soccer and how it works. People have no idea how good relegation is in this country. That's right. They would hate it at first, but it would grow to become the most popular thing I believe that there is. Mm -hmm. What happened to the Alliance? Oh my God! That that didn't last long. That right, and uh, I get the Pac-12 did this to themselves as well. You could have raided the Big 12. It could have been the exact opposite. You decided not to do it, and it came back to haunt you. But it's been said by many, and it's true. What what fan roots for revenue, and that's what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, us. Oh, Big Ten. We're making so much money now. We're gonna have four networks televise all the games. You know, we get Rutgers in Maryland. Yay, rate yay revenue. Doesn't it's stupid. Rivalry's gone. Mm-hmm. Getting in the car, driving four hours to a game, gone. It's just I, what 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 Oregon and Washington are up against now, and USC and UCLA just in a uh, travel nightmare as well. Well, if, again, if, it's, if if the people in charge are okay with taking it this far, then there is nothing that is off the table. No, you, I mean, any no. you can throw any scenario at me, and I'll say, yeah, I can see that happening. If, Florida, if money's going to be involved, I don't even know what to call it now. But oh, Florida that's, that's State and the too, Big Twelve, but, but that's it's now the Big Sixteen and right. There's let's can we grow up here? By the way, again, and start calling the conferences something else. 
because it hasn't been the Big Ten for, I mean, what, a generation? And some of these other numbers that they get, just come on, tinker with it. You can't call a 20-team conference a Big Ten anymore. Call it the Big Ten times two if you want. Whatever, I don't care. But it's just, it's utter silliness, man. And what's college basketball going to look like? Have you looked at that yet? No, on paper, the Big 12 looks fantastic from a basketball standpoint. Oh, Eddie, in Arizona? Arizona, Utah, Kansas, yeah. Kansas State, uh, Baylor, Houston. Very good basketball conference. Sure. It's going to be nuts. But that's... Like this, this is not good for sports. This isn't good as a fan. We already lost the Big East growing up. How great was the Big East? Big mm-hmm. East gone. Pac-12 gone. Mm-hmm. I mean, with John Elway, McCaffrey, Andrew Luck, who cares? No, it doesn't matter. No one cares. No one wants them. History, tradition, only, you know, the pageantry, only the things that have made college football the best for as long as it's been around. Hello. Gone. I, completely you know, gone. You know, I felt about it because it held us hostage and we didn't get a playoff for long. But goodbye, Rose Bowl. You oh, still have the game, but you're never going to have. There's no. There's no Big Ten, uh, Pac-12. No, no. That, that ended last year with the Penn State Utah game, but that's. So we we finally found out what was more important than the Rose Bowl, because they had to have it tucked away at that 2 p.m. local start every single year because of the stupid sunset. Yep. And it was just no matter what, got to play that Rose Bowl. Got it's got to be right there at two o'clock Pacific time every single year. But now, nope. This is more important. One of a Pac-12 team in the Rose Bowl. No. Probably ever again. I, as a kid who I mean, grew, it's, it's, grew up in Fall Creek, Wisconsin, <laughs> population 1,100 people without a stop stoplight, as a seven-year-old kid, I loved the Rose Bowl because I'm from Big Ten country, and I didn't like the Pac-12 because of it. But that doesn't matter. I mean, it's people are going to have to embrace change, and uh, this is going to take a long time, I think, to get used to it. I don't know how you wipe away the emotion, though, from college football. Well, this is also what happens when you have no one in charge. They yeah. never thought about what's good for the sport, for the no. student athletes, and they're you know they're crying about everything else that they that they couldn't get a dollar NIL transfer portal. Well, screw you. Yep. Uh, college football insider Brett McMurphy on the program up next. We'll ask him uh, to go back one week. Would he have made a bet on any of this realignment stuff happening by today? That's coming up on Follow the Money. It's Visa, the Sports Betting Network. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with CallShe. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation and a whole lot more? You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from The Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. 
And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.